This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about something that I think is one of the most underutilized tools to building your material wealth. I learned this tool from my teacher, J.R. John Roger, and I have been doing this for uh, probably over a decade now. And I know others who do it, and it works amazing. But first, before we get into that, I'm going to talk about things that are on my mind, what's going on in my life, on my mind, uh, things that are current for me. So what am I thinking about today? I am thinking about hydration because I was sick with the flu. And I know it's a weird thing to be on your mind, but uh, when the flu takes everything out of you, both uh, literally and figuratively, you get to experience a extreme level of dehydration. Now, for me, one of the things that I probably don't do enough of in my life is drink enough water. Uh, but sometimes clarity is brought to us by extreme situations. And so after I got over the flu um, and was recovered from the virus and all of that, the thing that was left over was the effects of the dehydration and my hips were in pain. My legs were in pain. I definitely uh, was deficient and depleted in minerals and in just general liquid hydration throughout my body. And it was very painful. And so I had a couple liters of IV fluids um, in the morning and I felt the pain went away probably 90%. It was incredible. Like right away, as soon as I was done with getting just fluid in me, um, all of a sudden I felt way better from the flu. And by that evening, I wasn't feeling so great again. So then the next morning, um, I had another liter of IV fluid and my hips, my legs, all the muscles that were hurting from just being depleted and being dehydrated felt fine right afterwards and kept feeling fine. And it just brought to my attention, oftentimes when we're going throughout our day and we're a little bit dehydrated, that builds up over time, but we don't really see the effects right away. But when you're sick, you really see the effects and you get, and when I got the hydration, it made me see the effects of being hydrated and how much better I felt. And so uh, one of my focuses lately since then is to make sure that I drink uh, plenty of water throughout the day. And to me, that's such a simple thing for better health uh, that I have been really not consistent with. So That's something that came to my mind. I thought I'd share it with you as a nice little reminder for all of us to drink more water and feel better. Uh, Anyway, uh, that's the thoughts for today. Let's get into the main part of the show. So now we're going to talk about the money magnet. This is an amazing tool. It is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It is about building sustainable wealth 
about magnetizing your consciousness to attract more material wealth. It is more along the lines of the tortoise versus the hare. Uh, actually, I saw, I think it was on Instagram or YouTube, I saw an actual race between a tortoise and a hare. And the tortoise actually won. It was kind of funny and uh, kind of incredible at the same time. We're not going to get too much into the concepts of wealth, into attraction, uh, into the concepts of attracting more wealth in our lives. And we will look at that at a later episode. But today, we're really just going to focus on the money magnet, how to implement a money magnet in your life. It's one of the ways to integrate um, and to integrate a tool and a technique that is aligned with living a spiritual life. Because one thing that I find is that often people who um, are living a spiritual life or have a spiritual practice, it's like it's a spiritual practice and it's separate from other parts of their life. Well, this is about integrating all parts of your life. And a lot of us have to deal with money and have to deal with paying bills and uh, saving money or spending money money and all that goes along with that. And so how can we make that more part of our spiritual practice, our spiritual life, even though it is very material, at least at the very least, it could be um, congruent or um, compatible with the spiritual life that we're living. Because if you're always concerned about your bills and always concerned about uh, the material things, it may actually be difficult for you to, uh, or more difficult to stop thinking about it and to really focus in on the spirit. And also part of this is to make the outer world of our life, the outer part of our life, um, more of a reflection of the great internal wealth that we build through our spiritual practice. Now, this tool is really awesome, and it is also really simple. Basically, you take 10% of anything you make, and you save that for yourself. You pay yourself first. Now, that's contrary to how most people do things. Most of the time, they get their paycheck, uh, as it were, and they pay their bills, they pay their rent. Uh, we, you know, people tend to pay everything and then maybe go have some fun and whatever left, whatever's left over then is what, if there is anything left over is what becomes their saving. And this really is something uh, that can build more trust inside of you with yourself, with the, I don't know if you want to call it lower part, but the basic part of your consciousness uh, with the subconscious. And this can build greater trust for yourself as you do it. Now, how do you pay yourself? Do you put it into a savings account? Do you write yourself a check? No, a check is symbolic. The savings account, that's not yours. That's the bank has your money now. This is really, we want it to be, number one, it needs to be tangible. It needs to be a tangible uh, asset. So when you pay yourself, you pay yourself in cash. You take cash out, you take 10% of what you get. And a lot of people, they take home a paycheck after taxes. Now it's fine just to 
whatever you actually take home, that's what you're, you're taking the 10% on. So you take 10% of what you actually take home, what gets deposited in the bank and you pay, you take that out in cash and you pay yourself in cash and you save that. And that is not money to be spent. That becomes your money magnet. If it's difficult at first, because what I recommend at first, what really has worked for me is to put it into uh, precious metals and cash to start with. Now, if you're uh, don't have the discipline or don't trust yourself quite yet to actually save the cash and not just grab it because it's uh, it's accessible and handy, then I recommend definitely uh, getting some precious metals, some physical metals like coins, uh, silver coins, gold coins, uh, or if you make a lot of money, you could get silver bars and gold bars. Um, but I recommend that you start with that because it's a little harder to spend. And it's that simple. It's just one more step you have to do before you spend it. You can't just grab usually a gold coin or silver coin and spend it. You generally people want to trade it for cash and then, then you can spend it. So that puts another barrier up. So it makes it harder for you to spend it. And so that you build this discipline and as you build it, then definitely start saving some cash so that and you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. 10%. It doesn't seem like that much at first, but this really builds over time. And we call it a money magnet because money attracts money, like attracts like, generally speaking, uh, in terms of what goes on as a, as a principle, as a spiritual principle in this world. And money attracts money. You've probably heard the sayings, uh, the rich get rich, the poor get poorer. And sayings like that um, really stem from the idea that that your money is going to attract other money. So we want it tangible. We want 10%. And then it has to be accessible to you as well. So you need to be able to take it out and look at it, feel it, touch it. And that is something that also when you're feeling lack, when you're feeling like you don't have enough, uh, you can start taking that money magnet out, counting it, feeling it, and realizing that you are okay, that you do have enough financially. Um, and that as it grows, you'll realize you have a lot more than enough and you'll start having an overflow and it will attract more money. And then part of what I find is that if you uh, are, if your consciousness, if you start realizing that you pay yourself, that your hard work, that you're making money actually benefits you, uh, that you become more open to opportunities to make even more money, opportunities that you may not have recognized before, all of a sudden uh, you are more open to them and you are um, getting these different opportunities for money to come in in other ways that you wouldn't have thought of before because your consciousness is liking the fact that you are honoring yourself, that you are honoring your hard work and that your hard work actually uh, benefits you. So that is that is a starting point. Uh, the reason you don't put it in the bank um, because, you know, or put it in an institution like that is that then the bank has your money magnet and the bank will make money on your money. And you no longer have your money magnet. So it's important that you keep it near to you. Um, so there's a few details 
I want to go into. Like once you start, and I do recommend you you build up to a somewhat substantial cash and precious metal um, money magnet savings. And then as you start getting more and more, you may want to uh, branch out into other things. Now, if you're going to get something with your money magnet, it still needs to be a tangible asset and needs to be something that you can put your hands on. It needs to be accessible to you. So you need to be able to actually be able to get to it um, in any situation. So like that's another reason. If the bank is closed or there's a holiday, you can't get to your money magnet if it's there. Uh, and the third thing is it needs to have value. So one of the things you can do with your money magnet, you could buy land with your money magnet, land that you can go to, that you can walk on or possibly even live on. Uh, you can buy um, some people are collectors, so they really like collectible coins and they, they have value to them or, or they collect um, valuable watches. You know, they really enjoy the complications and they enjoy collecting those things that are of value. Um, some people like art. Now, I have a piece of art that's part of my money magnet and it is a... Uh, a modern artist whose works go for a substantial amount of money, and she was commissioned to uh, paint a picture of my spiritual teacher, John Roger. And I, through, through actually circumstances, I wasn't the one who commissioned it, but through circumstances, I ended up with the, the picture, with the painting, and it has become part of my money magnet. And I am extremely grateful to have this because not only does it have value, it has value because um, her artwork has value in this world, in the art world, but it also brings me a lot of joy because I can look at it and it brings more value than just the, the money value of it. So that is um, something you can look at too. And some people, a house you know that they live in might bring greater joy to them. Uh, there's, when it comes to stocks, now I kind of want to get into Stocks are an interesting one because these days, most people who buy stocks are buying it through a brokerage, which is like another bank. And you don't actually hold the stock certificate anymore. It's all digital. It's all uh, held by another another institution. So what I found, because I've you know played around with this, and what I've found is that that does not function as part of my money magnet. Now, it may still, I may, I'd still do it. I still put money in and I invest money and things of that nature, but that's not going to be working necessarily as part of my money magnet. Now, the exception to that with stocks is uh, stocks that are like private placement companies or companies that I have ownership in and that I actually have either a stock certificate or I have... Um, I have legal paperwork that uh, for the deal that I own part of it, part of that company. It's a it's a different kind of 
it's still stock, but it's it's not the kind of stock that um, like Apple stock where you buy it through one of those brokerages and you don't actually have any stock certificate or documentation that you can pull out with your money magnet because that's the important thing. So when I pull out my money magnet, uh, if I have stocks on a brokerage, I can't pull that out as part of it, but I can pull out those private placement stocks or those companies of which I have ownership in and look at those in terms of assets for myself. The The last one I want to look at is cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, because this is obviously a new area. And what I have found with that is that if I... Um, if I put, and again, I I still recommend always always have your basic um, money magnet of of cash and, and precious metals, and then I have put some in of my money magnet into cryptocurrency. However, what I found is that when I have it on the exchange, which is another institution, when I have it. Um, even on my computer and a software wallet, I, I find that that it does not really function for me the same as uh, as my money magnet. But I have found for me, and others may find something different with this, and I am constantly testing and seeing uh, what works and what doesn't. But what I have found is that when I have it on a hardware wallet, which is like a USB, uh, it's a USB device that stores securely my private keys it stores my bitcoin or or ethereum or, or whatever um, cryptocurrency i have i i store that on that device and then i keep that device with my money magnet then it it does work for me at this point and that i put a little asterisk on that one with the fine print being that this is still very much in process and it's a i'm still learning about that uh, so those that is really the money magnet in a nutshell and what i found oh also you know jewelry some people i know use jewelry um, and that's something, so you can actually wear part of your money magnet. Uh, I have a jewelry company. And so, you know, I found at some point I was doing business and found this amazing color diamond, which I put in a ring and sometimes I wear it. And that's part of my money magnet. So I can actually wear my money magnet around. Uh, I don't wear it all the time. Sometimes I leave it with the rest of my money magnet. But at least um, sometimes I find value in in doing that. It's gold, it's diamonds, it has uh, value to it, it's tangible, and it's accessible, and it's very accessible when I'm wearing it. Uh, so that's something you might look at as well as, a, as another way um, to do your money magnet. I really highly, I know, I have a lot of friends and not a lot of people do this, but the thing I do find is that the people who do it, they get a lot of value out of doing this. And it's something that, um, as I said earlier, when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like your finances, like you don't have enough or anything like that, pulling out your money magnet can really help you boost your, your self-esteem. It can really help you just boost your consciousness and open up again to the flow of, of, of the money, of, of life, of just being more expanded and not being in that lack consciousness, which is really something we can go into more when we start talking about uh, what is wealth 
because uh, today the money magnet really focuses on money and wealth is so much more than that. So that is what I wanted to share with you today on this uh, show. And I'm really uh, pleased that I was able to do that. Now, one of the things that I really love is reading and I really love quotes. So let's leave this uh, show with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Common sense is genius dressed in its working clothes. So let's all get on our working clothes and use a little common sense and apply this money magnet in our lives so that we all can have greater abundance and wealth materially as a reflection of this great inner wealth that we have access to. Thank you for listening. So just a little disclaimer, I am not giving investment or medical health advice that we will leave to the professionals. This is for educational purposes only. Look forward to having you listen and be part of this next time. Thank you.